Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code RTFP to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. But it's not just any. Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, and we are keeping you on your toes this week. We've got the professor in, Greg Cosell from NFL Films University. Our guy, Brian Neal, on the road, doing all kinds of bowl games, travel schedules. So it worked out better to do Greg here on a Wednesday. We'll have a new Spread the Word winner in two days, a new sponsor confirmation email winner in two days, and a new YouTube shout-out winner which I love in two days. You get that cameo-style video. So hit up any of our sponsors, like Simply Safe, email me, ross at rostucker.com. You've got at Ross Tucker NFL, at Ross Tucker Pod. We're looking for a few good quote tweeters. And then the YouTube shout-out, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Just subscribe, comment. It's very, very easy. It's also Big Show time. The Big Show. All right, so Greg, as always, a lot to get to with you. Greg, of course, the NFL Films guru who you should follow on Twitter, at Greg Cosell, a longtime employee of NFL Films. And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of football stuff to get to, Greg, but uh, we lost, obviously, an NFL legend and icon last night. And John Madden, I'm going to talk about him a little bit more later. Uh, but I did want to give you an opportunity to just offer up your thoughts or anything that comes to mind for you when you think about John Madden. You know, Ross, this is my 42nd season uh, at NFL Films. And, and that's a long time, obviously. It's, it's more than 40% of the league's existence. And amazingly enough, I never met John Madden. <laughs> But John Madden was the NFL for because I don't go to games. You know, that's people always think I go to games every Sunday. I don't go to games. I, I, I'm at home watching games. I, I work my 70 hours a week and then I watch the games at home on Sunday. And for however long it was, John Madden was the NFL. Because when you put games on on Sunday and this was before Sunday ticket and, and red zone and all that, the game was John Madden and Pat Summerall. And then when John Madden did the game, that was the game. It was as simple as that. 
And he had such a tremendous influence, not just on, on watching the game, but on the way the game was presented. Because there was a sense, and I always fought this with the NFL matchup show, that people were not interested in the game from an X and O standpoint. And he had a way of speaking about the game from the X, an X and O standpoint that made it totally understandable and fun for the audience. And, you know, I think that in many ways he was kind of the precursor of my matchup show, which started in 1984 and it's been going ever since. But I think without John Madden, we wouldn't be talking about X and O football at all today. And he did it in a way that just made it totally fun, totally fun. You know, Greg, you just said two things there that I hadn't thought of and hadn't heard anybody else say. Number one, you make a great point about it being before the Sunday ticket and the red zone. It was the game that was on. It was the game that was on. It was the game that was on. I mean, there was no Sunday ticket. There was no red zone. I hadn't heard anybody else say that. That's a great point. And also, I hadn't really thought about it, but – he was kind of the precursor to the matchup show. He was the first guy I remember, at least, that incorporated X's and O's, but did it in a uh, easily digestible yeah. and fun way. Um, that's awesome. Very, very cool. Speaking of X's and O's, Greg, we actually got a request this week from one of our listeners. Um, they emailed me, Ross at RossTucker.com. After the Rams beat the Vikings yes, and Stafford threw three picks, in the interview he talked about the Vikings' soft shell coverage. And one of our listeners or viewers wasn't really sure what that meant. And I I emailed him back, Greg, and I said, I, I think it's either just you know, probably a two deep zone, you know, yep. two deep safeties. Maybe it's three deep, but it just means, in my opinion, maybe, t- correct me if I'm wrong, Greg, they're just playing deeper. They're playing softer, forcing you to complete things underneath. Well, the way players talk about it and coaches is shell coverage, Ross, means that there's two deep safeties. Now, they, that depends on how deep they want to be. I mean, it, the point is, is that you do not have a safety in the box. You have two deep safeties. Uh, you can have that in what is called quarters coverage, cover four. You can have that in in cover two. You can have that in a mix of cover four um, and cover two, which, uh, you know, is quarter, quarter, half is what it's called, or cover six. So, it just means that the safeties are deep. There's not a safety up on the line of scrimmage. And by the way, you're seeing more and more of that in the NFL because what defenses are basically saying is if you want to run the ball, go ahead and run the ball because it's you percentage-wise get fewer and fewer explosive plays in the run game. And you know what's really interesting with the Rams and, I'm, and Matthew Stafford, obviously, is look at what the Rams have done running the ball the last three, four weeks with Sony Michelle. And I guess they'll get Cam Akers back this week. But they've been running the ball very effectively because ultimately the defense, by doing that, is inviting you to run the ball. And then one other factor, when you play shell coverage like that with two deep safeties, you take away the seams. When you play with a single post safety, 
often the seams are available unless you have a, an underneath defender, to use the word that's often used, carry the seam, meaning that someone runs with a seam route. But if you don't run with seam routes from underneath, the seams are available in in single high safety coverage, the seams are not available when you play with two deep safeties. Awesome, awesome description, Greg. That's why you're the best. Thank you for the breakdown. And look, we're we're like uh, we're like Burger King. You know, we're made to order or whatever. Do it your <laughs> way. You want you want to know what shell yeah. coverage is? Email me, Ross at Ross. And remember, if you ever take advantage of any of our sponsors, I guarantee to read and respond to the question on the show. All right. There's probably going to be some shell coverages in Cincinnati, Greg, because the Bengals are hosting the Chiefs. Curious as to, you know, what you saw this week, what you're thinking about this game. Obviously, Burrow had a huge day against the Ravens. Yeah, Burrow was awesome last week. He was efficient from the pocket, played with great timing and rhythm. Uh, He showed high, high high-level elimination and isolation traits. He made second-reaction throws when necessary. It was a big-time performance. Now he's going against a Chiefs defense that there's a couple of factors in this game on that side of the ball. Number one, I think that the Bengals' offense in terms of pass protection, one-on-one individual pass protection still struggles, and they're playing against a very good defensive front that can win one-on-one matchups. That's number one. Number two, the Chiefs over the last, oh, five, six, seven weeks, speaking of shell coverage, have played more cover two than any team in the league. And Tyran Matthew is the middle hole defender, and he's really good at it. And they get to it in different ways. There's a lot of disguise and late movement to get to cover two. So they're going to ask Joe Burrow to have to do some thinking after he takes the snap. He won't be able to know exactly what the defense looks like before the snap. He will have to decipher it after he takes the snap. But the Chiefs play a ton of cover two. Boy, that's interesting, Greg, because just watching them on TV, it feels like they're playing a lot of man. Like, I feel like the corners are in man a lot. Well, they do man. They're, they're, their foundational coverages are cover two and man and cover one. But they, do, you know, again, it, it's a percentage. When I say they play more cover two, Ross, they, they're not playing 80% cover two. If you play cover two, 25, 30% of the snaps, that's a very, very high percentage. So let's, you know, let's make that clear. We're not. You know what, too, Greg? And I think this is something that maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they make their cover two look like, like, so when they're playing man, they're so often in press man. And then when they're playing cover two, they're still up there pressing and forcing the inside really it looks the same it does it well that's my whole point before the snap very often it does look the same and because in cover two you end up with two safeties over the top (laughs) loss you can press and disrupt routes off the line of scrimmage because corners know that they have safety help over the top corners in cover two are not responsible for vertical routes, 20, 30 yards down the field by outside receivers as they would be if they're playing man or cover three. Excellent stuff, Greg. Speaking of excellent, I know we've talked a lot the last few weeks about how Josh Allen has to be Superman. so to speak. <laughs> he does. You know, for the Bills to win. Well, Greg, I watched a lot of that game. Kind of looked like to me like he was Superman. Well, 
you know, it's a positive and a negative because he does have to be Superman. They're, this is the most quarterback-centric team in the NFL. Um, and this was an Allen game. He had 47 dropbacks. He had 12 runs, both designed and second reaction. The key was this. We know he can make great throws and great plays with his legs. We know that. The key was this. He did not get sacked. He did not commit a turnover. And he was hugely efficient on third down. He was 7 for 11 for 72 yards with six of those seven completions resulting in first downs. So, you know, he he basically has to put the bills on his back every week. And as we have spoken about, that's a tough ask, Ross. It's a very tough ask. But in this particular game, he was up to the challenge and he was he was special and he has special ability. You know, I've talked about that going back to last summer that he's just in, in terms of pure physical gifts. I think he's the best in the league. Um, and they ask him to, to, you know, pretty much show those amazing gifts every week. And it's hard this week. He did so. And, and he'll always miss a few. That's just the way he plays. He'll always miss a few, but he was really special in this game. Yeah, I mean, said another way, I've said this, Greg, I think he has the quote-unquote highest ceiling of any of the quarterbacks just because of the arm strength, how fast he is, how big he is, you know, just all those yep. physical traits. Tell you the other thing that jumped out to me about that game, Greg. Isaiah McKenzie's pretty good. Yeah. He and made he a did. bunch of plays. I mean, they didn't have Cole Beasley or Gabriel Davis, and McKenzie really stepped up. And he can run. He can do different things than Beasley. And in some ways, uh, given the way they played this year, here's how I'll answer that, because this requires a longer answer, which we don't have time for. But given the way they've played this year, McKenzie fits better right now because he can do things that they need done. McKenzie can run more intermediate routes because he has speed. And we saw that. We saw that when the Patriots played man coverage, McKenzie's able to run away from man coverage because he has more speed. That's not the kind of receiver Beasley is. You can also use McKenzie as they did on jet sweeps. Beasley is not that guy. Beasley has obviously a ton of really good traits. He's your classic slot receiver. But um, but McKenzie gives them a different dimension, which to me, given this season, and I've watched every Bills game going back for years, I think McKenzie right now might give them just a little different element that they need. Let's talk about uh, another big game. It's the Texans and the Niners. Now, as we record this Wednesday morning, we don't really even know who the Niners quarterback no. will be. Jimmy Garoppolo has a thumb injury, might be Trey Lance. We know for Houston it'll be Davis Mills, and even without Brandon Cooks, Greg, he had a he had a good game. Yeah, Mills is a very interesting guy because he was the the, the number one recruit coming out of high school in the Atlanta area. He committed to Stanford early, so the SEC schools didn't even bother. Um, he's an easy, natural thrower of the football. He transfers his weight. He throws with torque. He's very efficient in terms of his mechanics. Uh, that allows him to generate velocity and distance. He's aggressive throwing the ball. Because he's still a young player, there are times he doesn't read it as cleanly as he needs to. Uh, but that is likely a function of experience. 
I think an area that he needs to continue to improve is his poise and effectiveness when there's people around him because he's essentially a pocket quarterback. He does have some movement, but he will make it or not make it based on his ability to play from the pocket. But he's shown a tendency at times to play a little fast and break down when the pocket gets a little squeezed. So he'll need to become a little more settled. But he's a big kid, easy thrower. Um, I, I think he knows what he's looking at for the most part. I'm very anxious to see his continued development. Yeah, I mean, I wrote on Twitter this week, Greg, at Ross Tucker NFL, if he has two more good games and Mac Jones has two more games that aren't quite as good, I wonder if people are starting to say, all things considered, that Mills kind of had the best season of any of the rookies and you know that'll play out over the next couple weeks and by the way if i gave you their offensive line from left to right i guarantee most people would have no idea who these players are so you know when you hear a lot about i mean the monday night game a lot of people you know got on their self-righteous high horse about oh well ian book has to play that's terrible well ian book was a fourth round pick and davis mills was a third round pick so what's the difference and how about the offensive line for the Texans, left to right. Let me throw out some names. You'll probably know them, Ross, because this is what we do. Christian, Toner, Morrissey, Sharping, and Heck. Uh, I imagine people listening don't really know those players. That is amazing. Uh, that, that, that's, I, I do know those guys. but well, you, probably know know Cole, you probably starting. know Cole Toner because he's an Ivy League guy. Harvard guy. I love it. That's right. Hey, um, Greg, you know – Real quick on the Eagles, since I do their pregame show. Yeah. Um, they're playing Washington. Washington struggled. You know, the Eagles didn't run it as well no. against the Giants as they had been. Did you notice anything on their film, anything jump out to you, whether it was that or no. Devontae was, Smith or anything? I think it was the way the game progressed. The Eagles had a few more three and outs. They didn't have, the you know, as many plays in the first half. Um, I don't think there's an issue. What I'm very anxious to see, because we know that, Uh, Jalen Hurts had the ankle injury, the high ankle sprain, which is obviously healing. It would not surprise me to see more design quarterback runs this week. Don't forget they're playing a team they just played two weeks ago. So they're not going to do the same thing. You know that teams don't – teams have staples, but they're not – they don't do the exact same thing when they play a team again in such a short period of time. So with his ankle healing, I would not be surprised because they didn't do it two weeks ago. I would not be surprised to see a little more design quarterback running by Hertz in this game. I've noticed the last two games he hasn't really run. No, and I think that's because of the high ankle sprain. Yeah, and that's hurt their that's hurt their rushing offense a little bit. What about huge game uh, seeding game? Cardinals, Cowboys, two teams seemingly going in different directions. Yeah, the the cards offense is having a little bit of a problem here. And I think one of the big issues the last two weeks, okay, they played the lions and, and they played the, um, the Colts. And one of the things that really stood out watching the cards offensive tape is teams, both those teams, the, by the way, the lions have actually become a very interesting defense to watch, but that's a totally different point. But the lions and the Colts, Both were very, very aggressive with blitz against the Cardinals, especially on third down. The Colts blitzed on every third down but one. The Lions were extremely aggressive the week before against the Cards, and the Cards are having all kinds of problems with pressure right now. And the Cowboys, 
line up. And the other thing, the Cards are having trouble with man-to-man coverage. And what do we know about the Cowboys? They play more cover one, which is man-to-man with a single high safety. They play more cover one than any team in the league. So the Cards are going to get a heavy dose of cover one. They're going to get a heavy dose of Micah Parsons with blitz pressure. And Parsons still does line up on the edge as well as a pass rusher. So they're going to get a heavy dose of pressure and man coverage, and those are the two things they've struggled mightily with the last two weeks. Last question, Greg. Uh, looks like Monday night, pretty good chance. Ben Roethlisberger's last home game. They play the Browns. Uh, you know, he's been the quarterback since my fourth year in the 2004, NFL. 2004, right? 2004. 2004. Long, we lost to them. We actually lost to their backups, but – Long time, Greg. Um, just a thought on Big Ben. I mean, to me, he's a Hall of Fame player. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, you know, I remember when he first started, okay, he, he there was a lot of comparisons when he first started to Dan Marino. I don't know if you remember that because, you know, Ben was a big guy in the pocket. He could throw the ball. I always thought Ben – was not a pure power thrower in the sense, you know, we think of, let's say, someone like Matthew Stafford. I always thought Ben was more of a a finesse thrower who could muscle it up and throw with power when it was demanded, but he wasn't just a guy, you know, who threw 100 miles an hour. And then his ability in the pocket to just fend off pressure and remain in the pocket. And keep in mind, much earlier in his career, as you remember, and I'm sure people listening remember, he had very good secondary action ability. That was very much a part of his game. For younger viewers, they might see him now and think, God, this guy looks like he doesn't move very well. But for his first, what, 9, 10, 11 years, Ross, he was really good at moving, not not as a runner per se, although he'd have that once in a while, but just his ability to move and then make throws. He was really, really good at that. Um, he was a, a really fun guy to watch. And, uh, you know, obviously he's just, this could well be his last year. I imagine it will be, but but I think he's, he's a Hall of Fame player. Well, you're a Hall of Fame analyst. Thank you, Greg. Love it, as always, at Greg Cosell on social media. So, you know, everything Greg's got going on, awesome stuff, Greg. Intern Casey's going to hate you as usual. (laughs) I have like six different clips I wanted to cut. Thank you, man. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate it. Man, that guy's awesome. Our friends at Simply Safe have an awesome deal. They're giving you access to all their holiday deals. Still, 40% off their award-winning home security. I cannot stress enough how nice it is to come home when you're away all day or you go away for a weekend and you hit the buttons and you know your house was secured the whole time. Nobody was in there. Like, you just know. Because it's got sensors um, that you can have all over your house. It's not just the doors. You can obviously have the doors, but you can have motion sensors as well. And then the camera. My wife loves the camera. There's a reason why it was named Best Home Security Systems of 2021 by U.S. News and World Report. It is so nice. With everybody getting packages and stuff to have that camera, listen, you can get a complete home security system starting at just over $100. No long-term contracts or commitments. Hurry because supplies are limited. 
Take 40% off at simplysafe.com slash Tucker today. Go to simplysafe.com slash Tucker. Tuck's Takes. Hey, Ross, good morning. Uh, you and Greg touched on it, but uh, your thoughts on the passing of John Madden, an NFL legend. So, yeah, I mean, I tweeted this last night. Uh, never met him, but I feel like I love the guy. Uh, things that jump out to me, he made football fun. He highlighted line play more than seemingly anybody else did. He loved life. He loved football. And those things oozed off the screen. He loved food. He loved food and football and life. And those things were all very, very clear, oozing off the screen. And, uh, you know, I've had a couple people say that in different ways I remind them of him, uh, which is like the ultimate compliment. Obviously, I'm not him. I'd never even be close to him. But if people watch a game I do and they think, boy, this guy loves life and loves football, that's pretty darn, that, that's good enough for me. Um, what, what an absolute legend. Tuck's takes. Some other sad news as well. Uh, passing of ESPN's Jeff Dickerson at uh, the young age of 44. So I uh, wanted to mention this because Jeff is a guy that I've interacted with a number of times over the years, both in person and on the air, whether he's come on my shows or I've gone on his, and uh, just a gem of a guy. Wouldn't consider him a friend, uh, but friendly for sure. I do have his number in my phone. He's got an 11-year-old son, and his wife, uh, Jeff died of colon cancer yesterday. His wife, Caitlin, died two years ago of cancer and they have an 11-year-old son, Parker, and that uh, that is very, very tough for me to stomach. Very tough. Tuck's Takes. All right, we've got big news in the NFL, starting with the NFL and NFLPA, changing their COVID protocols to match the latest CDC recommendations regarding only a five-day quarantine for asymptomatic individuals that test positive, whether or not they're vaccinated. Right. Uh, this is huge news. And in particular for Carson Wentz, who we'll talk about in a second. But now, if you're asymptomatic, and it doesn't sound like you have to be asymptomatic the whole time, just asymptomatic at the end of the five days, whether you're vaccinated or not, you can come back. And you don't even, I don't even think you need to test negative. I don't even think you need to test negative. I think I got to check that again. I don't think you need to test negative, Bri. I think it's like, in fact, you don't. Five days after you test positive, if you're not having symptoms anymore, you're good to go, which means a lot of guys that test positive on Monday will be able to play on Sunday, which is huge for the NFL, for their teams, for competitive balance, I mean, huge. And it's in line, as far as I know. I'm not a guy that follows it that closely or said, 
but in line with the CDC guidance. Speaking of guidance, how about people that overcome the odds, rewrite the playbook, deliver under pressure? The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business, help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone. Tux Takes. So you mentioned Carson Wentz testing positive. He was placed on the COVID-19 list yesterday. Right. And this is unbelievable. I mean, the guys placed on the COVID-19 list for a positive test on Tuesday. He's unvaccinated. So previously, it would have meant he's out 10 days no matter what. Now, he might be able to play Sunday. I mean, we literally have CDC guidelines changing the competitive balance of the NFL midseason. And it's not like that's why they're doing it. It's not like they're, you know, the CDC is Colts fans. It just happens to be the timing as we learn more about COVID and I guess in particular this Omicron variant. It's just wild. It's really, really wild that that's where we are. Tux takes. Jacksonville Jaguars are looking for a new head coach, obviously. They asked permission to interview Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore, among others, as they retain general manager Trent Baalke. Right. So both coordinators for the Bucks, both coordinators for the Cowboys. There are some others in there. I know they're going to interview Doug Peterson, who I think is a very good coach. The most interesting part there, though, is that they're retaining Trent Baalke. So if you're a head coach that has options, do you want to go with the Jags if you know Balky is going to be the GM and you may or may not have a relationship with him, you may or may not think or know good things about him based on talking to other people? Pretty interesting. Shout-outs. Pizza Boy Brewing, Sport of Culture, Vision Comics with an X, HumanHeadNYC.com, SteakhouseSports.com. Fantasy Feast will be tomorrow, by the way, because of Bryce's schedule. Tomorrow, but there's no Thursday night game, so we're good. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 